Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. I usually am. So this is my exercise right here. Uh, one of the things that energize me is helping others. So that's kind of the goal of coming on live um, and answering you all questions. So we go dig right into it beforehand. Let me take a little sip of gold though. I'm ready to go now, baby. I'm ready to go. All right. Let me take these questions out. Let me start with the top. It says, what would you say the keys are to marketing your brand? First, I would say you have to know the difference between marketing and branding. Um, and these are similar things, right? But they're not the same. Uh, marketing is what get people to your, it, it's what get customers to come to you. But branding is what gets them to come back and come back. Um, and a lot of people are marketing and they're not branding and they think that they are. A lot of people think that a logo it's branding, and that's not what a logo is. A logo represents your brand, right? Um, so it's very important. I think that um, the government of the United States has some of the strongest brand strength possible, right? And if you think about the government, right, and how this all relates is that they can do a lot of different things. Their customer service is terrible. The IRS is terrible. Their brand is terrible in a lot of senses, but they have a lot of core strengths that back them up. Even though they can do some of the most horrific crimes on the planet Earth, people still put their trust into the brand of the government. Why is this? Because the government figured out something. For one, it figures out that people are very fickle and their memories are very short. Right. So people only remember what's in the moment. So if I can keep you distracted, you don't think about my long history. Right. Because if you think about the long history of the government and you take a look at it as a whole, then it's impossible for you to be able to trust a brand that's caused so much carnal damage to the world. You know what I mean, so what it does is let's say you look at the women that's in politics right now. The women in politics are killing it. Right. They're saying all of the right things. They're getting people motivated and impassioned and enthralled. What this does is essentially they become brand ambassadors for the government of the United States brand. Right. So now you have all of these women that you love to see in these positions of power, but it makes you also reinvest into the government's brand. 
So now the government has rebranded themselves through their brand ambassadors, which are these representatives, these congresswomen and whoever else. So they figured out a long time ago what it took companies years and years and years to figure out is the art of consistently rebranding yourself, right? And how you can continuously keep that brand strength going. Now, when you get down to um, marketing, one must understand fundamentally what marketing is, right? And I always break down the simplicity of it is if I'm having a conversation with you and I'm talking to a beautiful woman, right? And I'm trying to get in her ear and I'm telling her, look, man, I'm a great speaker. You know what I mean? I'm one of the greatest speakers that ever touched this planet Earth with the elegance and the poise of the way I articulate these words. You ain't never heard nobody address such situations in a way that I can't. Right now, I can tell her all of these different things. So by me speaking, it's almost like a sense of advertising to her what I am. But this is what I'm marketing to her. Now, when she walks away from that table, right, and 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 if I consistently say this, this is marketing, right? Yeah, I mean, I said it ten times within a conversation. I'm marketing myself as this great speaker. So when she walks away, she is going to tell somebody else her perception of what she was just marketing. So she's going to walk away and tell a girl, look, I ain't going to lie, at dinner with Keys. Keys one of the greatest speakers I ever heard in my entire life. She's even going to start referencing some of the words on how I characterize myself and telling that to other people. What the world perceives of your marketing, right, is your brand, right? So what the world perceives of your brand is your brand, right? But then your brand has identity, right? So now... Yes, I'm a great speaker, but what is the topics that I'm talking about? So if I'm talking about very smart, intelligent topics, then I have a smart brand. I'm, I can articulate some things that are very uninteresting, or I can be a very comical, articulative individual, then you have a more funny, jovial brand. And so these are important things to know because it lets you know what people are buying into, and it also lets you know how to continue to persist upon your marketing, how to get more people. But one important thing that once that individuals must know is um, what is working in your marketing, right? Because you can have a business and you can be trying some things, right? And one thing may be working and the rest don't. So it's important that you practice empathy and learning how to listen to the customer and the client. Listen to the feedback. The feedback is looping to you information and giving you insights so that you can have better marketing material. When I did the Keys Academy, I gave everybody... An assignment and I told you look I want you to make a post and I want you to ask people what they're here for your brand for but I don't want you to ask directly I want you to figure out a way where you can get engagement rolling and get everybody in the comment section then I want you to read those comments those comments are your brand right or if it's not it's telling you what people actually want from your brand so how you can make a stronger one and it's telling you what they want to be marketed to them right now Everybody that's on this live has marketers hitting them up left and right. Instagram, text message. So another point, if you texting a person, you know, if I'm texting a girl, like, look, I'm a great speaker, blah, blah, blah. That's text message marketing. All right. If I make a, 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 a picture of me speaking to somebody and I send it to her, that's digital marketing. Right. If I email her, I'm a great speaker, then that's email marketing. Right. So you have to know these different things that you could be doing. Um, but I think one of the biggest issues that people have in marketing is for one, I, I, I think their lack of creativity for me. I think the, the average person, and I love using artists as an example because I think artists are terrible marketers. 
because they use all of their creativity in the art and none of it in the strategy. Right. So once you get down to the art of marketing is understanding psychology, sociology is understanding people and perception and things that get thrown back to you. For one, I'm going to give you a key. You want to be the first at a thing. Right. So figuring out what you can be the first makes you the leading person in branding. So for me, with the crowns, there's nobody else doing what I do. So I'm the first entrepreneur. Right, I'm the first designer to have these cosmic, you know what I mean, luxury enlightenment brand. Now, I can say I'm a luxury enlightenment brand is because in your mind, you haven't heard nobody else say that they're a luxury enlightenment brand. So your subconscious is not going to fight that. It's going to accept it as truth. Right now, anybody else that comes after me and say they're the number one luxury enlightenment brand, you're going to pit them up against me because you heard me say it first. So now is this person, let's say they aesthetic, they don't got the silky crowns like I do. You know what I mean? They don't have the intellectual enlightenment that I that I give. So in their mind, if they come out and say, no, no, I'm the number one luxury enlightenment brand. Well, you will look at them and be like, nope, that's not true. And then their branding is not is going to fail because in the minds of the people, they won't trust them because they're going to believe that they lying. But if somebody came and they said, you know what? I'm the number two luxury enlightenment brand in the world. You will trust them. You understand me? Because you know that ain't nobody going to put themselves in a position of number two unless they're telling the truth. Right. So that trying to transparent marketing actually works for a lot of different brands. So the goal is always to figure out what can I be number one in? Right? Where can I be the leading person? How can I find my lane? How can I do my thing? They always say it's nothing new under the sun. You got to stop listening to people because they cut off your creativity. There's in, in a sense that when you're thinking about being creative, you're thinking about doing the new thing under the sun, right? You're thinking about doing it in a different light that hasn't been seen in that particular way or that particular manner. So for me, I believe that being yourself is the greatest brand strategy in the world because nobody can beat you at being you, right? I always say nobody can compete with people who just being themselves, right? The originality of what you possess and what you put out into the world, if you can just brand that and market that to the world, you have a brand, right? But everybody doesn't have character because most people are trying to be someone else and you can't beat someone else at being themselves. So you have so much competition when everybody has so much imitation, right? So you can even get very uh, strategic with branding strategies. You can look at, right? So I made a post and um, I took the CNN format of news delivery. Right. And I made this post on my IGTV. I copied the format, how they did it. But instead, I said 19 Keys has powerful message for black men in the world. I even took I went so far to put the email up there. I put the timestamp. I, I put everything the way that if this message was put out by CNN, why is because people have already invested trust into these entities. And so if I design it the same way that people are used to interacting with it, then they will interact with my message the same way. Right. So that's a great branding strategy, which is the reason if you go, if you look at the shade room post, people look at shade room posts as their gospel. So if you take that same post format strategy and you apply it to yourself and you design a post that's about you and people are going to automatically perceive it with a level of importance because they are already used to interacting with this particular design a certain way. So even knowing things of that nature is very important because you can have the best, let's say if uh, Ford just came out with 
I don't know, the best clothing line ever to exist, or let's say they made the best sandwich in the world. It would not matter because people are not going to want a fucking sandwich from Ford, right? Because their brand is cars. <laughs> so you, you, once you, once you have it set in your mind, you can't change that from people. So if you want a brand that, that, um, that, 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 that can be more universal, that can grow, then how you start is how you got to finish. Which is the reason why people have sub-brands. They have, you know what I mean, groups, right? Most fashion brands come in fashion groups like LV owns other different companies because they don't want to do those different things because that's not the brand. Your brand has an identity. I uh, speak about so many different things so I don't pigeonhole myself into one lane. And that's also important when you're doing things and you're building yourself. you got to leave yourself room to grow. Now, if you know you just want to do this one thing, and that's going to be your only focus, because people don't like, unfortunately, there's this weird thing where people don't like people who do too much, right? But that's why if you look at my bio right now, just change it to polymath. The polymath is one who um, spans in different skill sets, right? So for me, I have many different skill sets that I span of, I'm a universal thinker. I like to do multitude of things. I might have the gold water. I might do the crowns. I might do a glasses eyewear. I might do a bunch of different lanes. But my brand is as such that if I dabble into something, that doesn't seem uncharacteristic of my brand because you already know, oh, Keys is very universal. He calls himself a God. And a God, you know, cannot be held by one particular thing. But if you're a speaker, you understand me? People only want to hear you speak. Right. If you speak about let's say you speak about nothing but love, then people want to hear you talk about love. They don't want to hear you talk about business. Right. Because that's not your lane. They want to go to somebody else that speaks about business. So in the grand scheme of things, when you create a brand, sometimes you have to think about the future. And in the future, you have to think about, OK, what do I want the perception to be? How do I create and give myself room? And that's making that's when you initially starting your, your marketing, you're giving yourself that room right for your brand to grow I always say that it's kind of like when you start a job the way you come in a job is the way you have to stay right if you come in there um and you one of those just hit the ground running workers you're doing whole kind of extra stuff for no reason you just always show up early on time this that and the third people are going to expect that from you right but if you come in there and you're kind of quiet i mean you're doing a little bit but you're not doing so much that the expectations are high so therefore, you get to keep the expectations there. But if people are used to you doing, you shooting and you doing hella work, then guess what? People going to want you to keep and maintain that same energy, same way in relationships, right? So in branding, it's the same way. We're always branding ourselves. We're always marketing ourselves, right? Brand is kind of like, like your marketing is kind of like your, your looks. You may look good. But your brand is your character. That's what's going to keep people coming back and forth and back and forth to you, right? Because your looks can get people to come close to you, to notice you. That's your marketing. How do you get people to look, right? How do you get the attention? But once you got the attention, how do you grip it and keep people coming there over and over and over and over and over? And a lot of you all, your aesthetics, meaning like the design that you put out there is terrible. A lot of people that they ask me to market their stuff for them, they even want to pay me and I turn them down because you need a consultation. You don't need to put attention to bad design because you're going to end up paying a lot more out of the mistakes of learning. So I would rather you pay to learn and then move forward on the information. You understand me? So 
that's just differentiating. But I digress and I move to another point. Let's see when I'm coming to NJ to speak, man. As soon as somebody, uh, I don't know, I ain't been in Jersey in a while, but y'all can always book me though. Book an email at the 19 keys at gmail.com or 19 keys LLC at gmail.com. How long did it come take you to come up with the crowns? Um, the crowns. The crowns I had in my mind for a minute before I actually did it. I drew it out. Um, I digitized it. I took it to a few places. A lot of places, interesting enough, a lot of places didn't want to do it because of the embroidery. Um, they didn't want to do the 10,000 stitches. So a lot of places didn't actually want to do my embroidery. So um, when I finally found somebody that could, uh, that I could work with, you understand me, that I could be right there and you know be involved in the process um that's when it was actually four years ago i first started actually you know so i'm in my four-year anniversary i'm actually just designed a new crown today um that will be releasing soon um for the four-year anniversary crown it's amazing it's fire too it's fire so you know the crowns you know was an idea that i wanted for myself because i wanted to see you know, something in reality that represented my higher self. You understand me? Um, I wanted to change and switch up the environment. So for me, at the same time, it was kind of like banging righteousness and banging consciousness on the world the same way the Paisley print of bandanas have been connotated towards, you know, gang affiliation and negativity. I wanted something that banged righteousness on us because the way that the gang culture was marketed to the black community was actually through a lot of it was through the movie Colors. The movie Colors taught a lot of gangs and a lot of black men and women all around the country on how to actually uh, do the rituals of gang, right? The colors, the brand, the marketing of what gang culture was. And that was bang toys. And that influenced a lot of the behavior and sparked up a lot of gang activity throughout the country. So I said that ain't nobody marketing to us, and, and if we got to bang it the same opposite way, it was banged on us. So I said, no, somebody got to bang righteousness on us the same way. So I grew up in an environment that, you know, it was banged on us in Oakland. You had black Muslims that would hop out in all black motorcades, and they, they'd start drilling right there in front of the whole entire neighborhood. And these was, you know, fluent gang neighborhoods. So it was like... I grew up in an environment where we kind of bang righteousness on the neighborhood, right? Because nobody else was going to do that. So for me, growing up in an, in an era post 9-11 and in, in Oakland post, like uh, there was a time where uh, in 2007, this organization called Your Black Muslim Bakery, once it went down, um, there was a target on being Muslim in that city because um, some Muslims were blamed for killing this reporter. And even Obama has spoke about it, so a lot of people didn't want to be Muslims because the media was heavily against it. So a lot of people start changing their names, they start changing their whole religion, their way of life, whatever it was. Me, I was never that person. So what I did is I actually started making Assalamu Alaikum shirts. The shirt said Assalamu Alaikum because I wanted to just be bold with it. Like, man, they got y'all tucking y'all tails, changing y'all names, and turning it into suckers. So I said, nah. I'm going to go out there and bang it righteously. You know what I'm talking about? So I put the Assalamu Alaikum on a shirt, walked outside. The response was amazing. You know what I mean? I had people hunking their horns, yelling, Assalamu Alaikum, all over. You know what I'm talking about? It was love. I said, oh, I got a product. This is amazing. I always make everything for myself. You know what I mean? It's 
like the keys. You know what I mean? I sell the keys. I make them for myself. You know what I mean? It's like if other people like it, then cool. But I make it for myself first. That's how I generate my products. Things that actually go within my lifestyle that make sense. If it's not in my lifestyle, then I can't really sell it at all. So after I made the Asalaamu Alaikum shirts, they boom. But you know, I needed, I went further. I had a little book of ideas that I used to always draw down different designs, different designs, different designs. And one day I came up, a stream of thought beamed into my mind. You know what I mean? It came down from the universe. The symbols popped up, sun, moon, star. You know what I'm talking about? I thought about the humble Elijah Muhammad, starry crown, as he spoke in front of 50,000 people, and he was giving them high science and knowledge, and the, and the glistening of that star crescent was hitting. Ooh, I said, that's what the people need. I got to bring that to the streets. That'll be the shift. So I decided to make one for myself. Now, before I did the embroidery joints, I did the, uh, the printed joints, right? So I had them printed up, screen printed on there. And then I said, nah. At the time, I was working for Prada. So I said, nah. I started learning about the luxury world. I said, this, this got to go to another level. This got to be luxurized. You know what I'm talking about? We got, you see this silk, right? This is silk. This is silk, if y'all can't see. This is silk right here. So I said, no, nah, we got to get the fabrics. We got to put the luxury. I don't want the regular gold. I said, give me the metallic gold. He said, but that's going to take longer. And it's going to be more expensive. I said, I don't care. We got to do it right. We got to do it right, baby. You know what I'm talking about? So we started making the luxury joints. And they were saying, how much is it going to cost? I said, it's going to be $100. Because you know, at the time, Nipsey had just dropped his CD for 100 And you know, that, that really got me sparking and inspired. So I remember after the day that I dropped it, I was actually in L.A. And I decided to put them on my site. And I put them up for $100. And I was like, ooh. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but that's how that's how I believed in it. I was like, ain't no way I'm selling this for anything less than a hundred. You understand me? So I say, okay. As soon as I put it up, within the first hour, cha-ching, cha-ching, sold out. I said, oh, we got something. You understand me? We got something. I knew it was special from there. You understand me? Because you have to look at it like this. You know, people knew about these symbols, this sun, moon, and stars for a long time, right? But sometimes they take that person that come down, right, and they put that idea and they bring it into reality, though, right? So it's not about, and, and, and so for me, if you think about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad being around in the 1930s, right? So it took a long time for him to come to America to bring those symbols in the way that he wore them. So it took about... I ain't no telling when those symbols was last in America, 400 years or something, right? So it took a lot to give me this vision, right? And once he gave me the vision, it took me to act upon the vision, right? And to produce it. And when the world interacted with the design, it let me know that, oh, this was from a master conscious thought, right? This is what the world needs. This is more than um, luxury headwear. This is actually... Uh, a movement this is connotated with an idea and a philosophy behind it and so for me i knew that it was something that i can believe in and i've been wearing these crowns for like the last four years on my head religiously non-stop and it's crazy because there's really so much a part of me that i don't even have to think about it no more i just put it on 
You understand? I just put it on. It's just ready to go. I don't even feel like I can't even step outside with it. I was I ain't prepared yet. It's like brushing your teeth, wash your face, put on your crown. You know what I mean? You ready, you drip down and you ready to go. So the marketing process was fun. Um, because it wasn't more so about selling, it was more so about getting the idea behind it, right? And once you got the idea behind it, then it could take off. It got legs. So for the crown, it wasn't about marketing for the crown, it was about branding, right? What's up, runway? So for the crown, it wasn't about marketing at all because I wasn't trying to sell a thing. It was more so about getting you to understanding the character of what the crowns represent. And once you can get that into your head, then you'll understand why it's necessary to have a world where we can see black men and women walking around with crowns on, right? And that the crown represents your higher self because you ever have a conversation with somebody and they say, you know what I mean? You breaking down to them some high science and they like, yeah, I already knew that. It's not the point that you know it. It's the point that you need to be reminded of it, Right. So it's the reminders, the divine reminders. So the crown acts as a divine reminder to keep you on that higher spiritual path, right? To keep you on that higher path of tapping in. So for me, that's what it's about. And putting the EMF frequency chips in there, which are 20 oxide minerals, right? That help protect you against the frequency of cell phone radiation and different leakage and things of that nature is also protecting your crown chakra because the crown chakra is where you get those higher thoughts from. It's where you stream those intellectual thoughts, right? So I need to protect the frequency of your mind. I can't let things go in there and disrupt it. So we protecting you in all different kind of manners and we reminding you of the divine essence of that godliness that you are and what you are part of. So when you see that sun, moon, star, sun, moon, star, you walk into a room and a person is looking like, oh, that's God right there. I shake up the room because guess what? Before I walked in there, those symbols did not exist. And symbols go directly to your right brain, causes frequency and pushes up a mile high realization. Right. So it enlightens a person to even see these symbols, these cosmic symbols. Right. In an environment that reminds them of nothing of their higher selves, they are constantly bombarded with the marketing and the targeting of their lower inclinations. So it said, what is there that's reminding me of where I need to be? What is there reminding me of my higher purpose, my spiritual path? And if you don't have any remind, re, reminders in your environment that nothing is pushing you back towards your nature so that you can be back on path and back on target. So even if I'm doing wrong, I'm going to put on my crown. I'm going to be 100 with you because guess what? I need to be reminded on the path that I should be on. I'm not perfect, but then I look in the mirror like, oh, I got the crown on. I can't be doing this, that, and the third. You know what I'm talking about? It's a constant reminder, a divine reminder, right? All day, all day, all day, all day. When you walk outside, you can read a great, beautiful, intelligent, enlightening book. But when you walk outside, ain't nothing around you that's going to remind you of what that book just said. That book then told you all kind of beautiful keys that unlock your life. But everything outside is sex sales, right? Marketing, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Everything else is to get you away from that high knowledge that you just digested. But then here you are, you walking down the street. It's a beautiful day. The sun is beaming. I mean, the wind is breezing. It's nice. You walking past and all of a sudden, like a mirage in a hot desert and water coming to you, you see a brother or a sister walking through with that crown on, shining, glistening, hitting, sparkling. You know what I'm talking about? And all of a sudden, you're reminded again. That's it. 
That's the path. That's the godliness. That's what tapping in is. That's what the book was talking about, right? That's what I've been searching for. And all of a sudden, you got a reminder again because those symbols of the sun, moon, and star realign the balance of your masculine and feminine energies, right? It, it, it represents those cosmic entities. It represents the universe, the, the expansion of oneself, right? So you tapped all the way back in, but out of sight, out of mind. So how do we curate the visual stimuli of our environments to constantly continue to produce the visions within our minds? Because the vision in our mind produces the reality that we perceive. We live in a holographic reality. We are constantly producing this reality the same way if you feel bad, then you will constantly produce things that perpetuate the image of your feelings because your reality is just the vibration of what you feel. So you're going to constantly promote whatever you feel. I feel bad. So now things keep happening to make me feel bad because your subconscious brain is just feeding you what you're producing and what you're feeling. So now when you got something of your higher mind, it changes the vibration of what you feel. So these symbols go directly into your subconscious mind, right? And changes the frequency of your vibrations that allow you to feel something different to produce a new reality. So in a, in a, if you think about hell, you're not going to, in hell, you're not going to have symbols curated of heaven. In hell, everything is going to remind you of hell. In heaven, everything reminds you of heaven, right? Am I right? So that's what we go to, man. So in our own lives, we have to market to ourselves our higher minds. When you do a vision board, the reason you do that vision board is so that you can, because you got to be able to. Uh, 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 surround yourself with the visual stimuli to constantly impregnate your mind and remind you of the vision that you're going to produce, right? That's the constant reminder. Every day I wear this crown, I'm constantly reminded. I'm trying to expand. I'm trying to tap all the way in. I'm trying to get to the highest level of myself that I can possibly obtain. So I don't have any excuses within life. You understand me? And when I walk past gang members, gangsters, I don't care who the hell it is. They all respect the crown. They respect the crown. I go book a hotel. They want to upgrade it for no reason. It's a reason they see that crown. That crown vibrating to them. They just see it. Like, oh, the OGs, I see the, 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 the drug users walking past them. They see the crown and they spark up a little life, a flicker of light of electricity spark because the connotation of them symbols and what it meant and their consciousness starts to reattach and realign and say, oh, and then they look at me for a minute and they be like, assalamu alaikum, or they say something. It, it'll flicker on the light for a minute. You understand me? It'll give you some sight for a minute. That's a powerful um, adornment to be able to wear. You understand me? Like, Clothing communicates who we are to the world, right? So when we wear the clothing, we're communicating our mood. We're communicating our energy. I, I wear black. They say black means a lot of times you don't want to be, you don't want to feel like talking to people and things of that nature. Uh, you know what I mean? You ain't really trying to be saying all that. It's the absence of color. It's, 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 it's darkness. So it's like when I wear the crown, but the crown, I believe, is just enough. Uh, it's enough flair. But I'm going to tell you that all the times, though, Ain't no dumb shit going on with me. At all times, though, I'm always tapped in. I'm going to tell you that much. There's something inside my head that's powerful. 
So when I walk into many spaces, they already know, oh, this is a young man who got knowledge itself. They don't play on me like that. They already know. That young man got white man. They already know. Brown man, police. I don't care who it is. They know. They look and they automatically. Why? Because they see them symbols. They know what that means. So they like, I ain't playing with him. That man got knowledge itself. You know what I'm talking about? He know who he is. I can't trick him. I can't trick him out of itself. So it's very powerful that, you know, uh, I've been able to crown thousands. And I can crown thousands more if they only knew they were gods. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? We crown thousands and I can crown thousands more. So I've actually created a new uh, design. The design I'm proud of is going to be very beautiful. Um, right now, uh, even if you go on my site, I believe it's like 33% off if you put in some promo code I made. But yeah, man, um, you done got me um, spilling after you asked that question about marketing. So I'm glad you did ask that. All right, let's see what else we got. Somebody asks, how do I make my friends more self-conscious uh, and aware? Well, you know, consciousness and awareness, those are the same things. Um, conscious means to be aware. So, um, hold on, let me get y'all this discount code before I move any further. So the discount code is GROWTH. Uh, if you use the discount code GROWTH, remember these two. Discount code GROWTH to give you free shipping on the entire order or use the discount code Crown Me, and you get 33% off entire order. Cool. And so it's active. All right. So um, let's move forward. Somebody said, how do I make my friends more self-conscious and aware? <sighs> By becoming an example of what you want them to be. Right? So... The question isn't, you can't make people do anything. If you make yourself more self-conscious, or just let's just say enlightened, I don't like the idea of self-conscious. Just make yourself more self-aware and gain more knowledge yourself and become an example. Once you become the most powerful example that they've ever seen, it forces them to change their condition or you leave them because there is no sense of hanging around dead ends, right? They're going to stunt your growth. So the goal is not to figure out how can I make these dead ends grow. No, you cut off dead ends. And in the place of where that, that death was, life can now spark and produce. So for me, I'm not trying to fight a war that someone else is not even in the battle. You understand me? Like if that person is not wanting to fight for themselves and not wanting to change there's nothing you are going to be able to do because a person has to set their own intentions to change their mind the best thing you can set for them is an example right so when you become the example like it's like you said if you want your friends to get in business you trying to tell them they ain't listening they hustling they doing whatever they doing you saying nah all right then cool and i, I do this is what i practice in life and all my ideas all my business, I say, look, this is what we can do. We can do this, that, and the third. Everybody don't bite. Cool. I'm going to make the meal myself. It tastes good. I'll show you my results. They be like, then I come back like, look, see, remember that I had that idea? This is what I did with it. Y'all didn't rock with it. So now they're starting to believe me, right? Because faith is belief in the unseen. So if a person, in order for a person to believe you and your vision, they have to have faith in you because they can't see what you see. 
right? But in order for a person to have faith in you, they must learn how to establish trust, right? So you show them your results and you be like, look, this what I did. So now they like, oh, I trust that he can do that again. I didn't believe him at first. I didn't have faith in him at first, right? So now when you bring that next idea, they can't wait to jump on because they know what you did. They got faith in you. They can believe in you. They ain't, Now they ain't even got to see it no more. But you become an example of where you want people to lead to. Self-development helps develop others. But you have to develop self first and get yourself to that point. And then you have to separate from those who are unalike. So if your friends are not on that journey, they're going to pull you down because they're not going to be constant reminders that feed that part that you're trying to go to. So for me, it's cutting them off. Cut them off. Move forward. Build on to self. Yeah, man. Everything starts with self. Simplicity is in the detail, man. All right. Um, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Let me see. Are you into numerology? And if so, uh, in your opinion, what does it mean to see 111, 2222? Um, I, I, I like the liking numerology to the aspect of foundational uh, understanding of the universe because everything in the universe is mathematical as properties of mathematics right ontological mathematics is what you know it can be deferred to but the reason that a person would say that all this mathematics is because i've used this example before that if two scientists that speak two different languages that have two different cultures were to try to speak and explain to each other their interpretation and understanding the thing based on their language, they would not understand each other, right? Different languages, dialects, connotations, different things. They wouldn't be understanding. But if they use mathematics and they wrote out a formula, they would be able to understand each other because mathematics is like music. It's a universal language, right? And the universe itself is mathematical. Right. So an atom has a mathematical property to it. A cell has a mathematical property to it. There's a dimension to it that can be mathematically connotated into a formula. And the person can understand like, oh, that's a cell. That's that's a boson. That's a particle, whatever it may be. So everything in the universe has a mathematical dimension to it. So when one is establishing the observation of numbers, you're noticing a frequency, right? And it's a mathematical frequency of universal observation. So let me break that down and down that back. Um, observing the numbers allow you to observe the, 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 the rhythmic frequency of the universe, right? So when a person finds themselves consistently on the path, the numbers actually are created from the observer, right? But it takes a high amount of energy for one to be able to observe the universe. In physics, in quantum physics, it talks about the observer, right? Creates this observation, meaning that they did a test, right? And they said that, okay, it can't be both a particle and a wave at the same time. And they was talking about an atom when they shot it through um, these, these slits of paper, the slit atom test. So what they learn is that once you observe something, you actually changes its state. So observation affects reality fundamentally because if you affect an atom by observing it, 
right? Then you affect reality by observing it because everything is made of atoms, fast vibrating atoms. Reality is constantly created within your mind as you interpret electrical signals. But a low observer is going to create low observations. The same way if a person walks outside and their mind is on sex, the only thing you observe is things that is based on your frequency. You're going to observe sex. But if your mind is tapped into a journey, your mind is tapped into a higher universal tuning, you might start observing numbers because those numbers will be in synchronicity with the mathematical frequency that you own. So that if a person says they, oh, I'm seeing 444, it can mean many different things, right? Some, like my brother Blue Pill said, everybody thinks it's only like angel numbers, but he said that also represents death or war or something of that nature. So if I'm constantly seeing the same thing, but are those numbers there without me observing them? Or do they only exist because I'm observing them? That becomes the question. Because 444 happens every single day, right? The, the time stamp 444, but then sometimes you always clock them. Damn, I got 111, 222, 333, 444. You become in an observation, a rhythm of observation. Because the observations do not pre-exist your observation. You create what's to be observed. So a businessman, right, or a person that has a universal mindset or has a lot of enlightenment, when they walk outside, they're going to observe opportunities. They're going to observe all kind of high-level things because they're creating the observations. Each person on the planet Earth lives in a different world, right? Somebody, you can be walking down the street. I thought about this today because I said the people that I used to work with, I haven't ran into not one of those people since then. Since I left my old job, I haven't ran into not one of those people. But there are some people that you can consistently run into at least once out the year, right? Or twice or three or four or five. Why? It's because some of that same thoughts are on the same frequency. So y'all find yourself in synchronicity at some of the same places. That's why celebrities run into each other. Leaders, because y'all thoughts are on that same rhythmic frequency, right? So I always say that people that you constantly run in, it just represents that y'all kind of on that same path right now. So that's why people believe into soulmates and things of that nature, that random coincidental uh, uh, um, occurrences to where y'all just happen to run into each other. Like, damn, man, I done ran into her because both of y'all, what y'all didn't know is y'all was both thinking about each other. Or y'all was both thinking about the frequency of each other and y'all was both tapped in and tuned into the same thing. Right? So you constantly keep seeing each other because y'all tapped into the same frequencies. You know what I mean? Y'all attracting the same thing. Y'all creating the same observations. That frequency of energy is attracting each other and pulling each other together. But how come there's, there's, there's so many things in your world that you don't even notice? Because those are not what the frequency of your observations are tuned and channeled to. So when I walk outside, it's immediate certain things I don't notice. But if there's somebody that's say an electrician, he might notice things about electricity. Right, He might notice things about chords and things because that's what his mind is filled up with. That's the frequency of his mind. Right, A pimp might notice an insecure woman or something. I don't know. You understand me? A politician may notice, you know what I mean, uh, uh, whatever the hell it may be. But everybody is tuned to a particular frequency. High level observations though, right? People who's always looking for opportunity when they walk out, they see opportunity because their observations create the opportunity to be observed. So in my reality, 
if 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 the if the observer creates reality, you have to think about this. And I don't have a lot of energy in the mind. I don't know much. Then there's only so much that I can observe. There's only so I won't even know the meaning of it. Synchronicity is finding the meaning in otherwise meaningless things, right? And otherwise meaningless things. So being able to interpret and understanding the mathematics of what that frequency is and why synchronicity consistently happens. Like if I'm a, 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 a individual who constantly find themselves running to other powerful individuals, it's because we are anomalies. You know what I mean? Anomaly is something that doesn't usually occur, right? But anomalies always find each other, right? I run into other high observers. So somebody said, man, you sound like Nipsey. I said, it ain't that I sound like Nipsey. It's just that we observe the same thing. So people observe the same thing. They're going to be taking in insights. And they're going, when, so when they speak, they're going to speak based on what they observe. I observe the opportunities. That's what I'm speaking about. So when you meet two people, you go, oh, you remind me of this person. They're the same type of observer, right? Comedians are great observers. They can give very dry perspectives. Everybody doesn't observe the same thing. When I'm speaking to people, I observe so much thing. If I'm a psychologist, I'm going to be observing your mind when you speak. If I'm a sociologist, I'm observing the community, the structure of society when I go outside, right? If I'm a marketer, I'm observing the business of how you put out your branding or whatever it may be. We all observe different things. So we live in different worlds. So it's like if we have an agenda, that means that we're coming together so we can create the same observation so we can have a collective one world view, right? So paradigms themselves are these one world views, right? Where people see the same thing. America is this paradigm of white supremacy to where the world sees America, right? As a dominant power and force because that's what they've created. So it's like, yes, you know, um, the numbers have meaning, but you have to ask yourself, how come I'm not always tapped in? That's the question. The time that you're not tapped in, why are you not? What are you distracted? Or how come you can't see? Right? How come you're not observing? So I often tell people, they say, I love what you do. And I tell a person, thank you for your observations. Because just by observing, you've added to the frequency of, you know, my energy. You've added to the frequency of my existence. If a person continues to observe your thoughts once your body is not here, they vibrate it into existence. They continue to keep it alive because life is motion. So once you observe something, you are putting it into motion. You are giving it life itself, right? Because attention is energy, right? The word attention comes from is a Greek word, I believe, uh, meaning to stretch out. So you're stretching a thing out. So when a person's life is continued to be paid attention to, it is stretched out past their finite existence of their body. And it continues to live and reverberate throughout time. Right. So there's so much that goes into synchronicity and decoding the actual meaning of that. Right. And um, once a person becomes a great observer and a great decoder, they start to figure out things that. Otherwise, people never made connections and never seen, right? They didn't see it at all. So my observation is the 19 observation, right? So that's why I use 19. So to ask me if I'm into numerology, I wouldn't name myself 19 keys if I didn't have an interpretation 
of meaning of, of numbers and mathematics and what that actually means. Because when a person is talking about the number 19, the number 19, of course, breaks down from 1, point, 1 plus 9, right? And then uh, equals 10, and then 1 plus 0 breaks down to 1. So the 19 represents the number 1. In Gematria, where they assign numbers, right, numerical assignment of numbers to the meaning of the letters, the number 19 breaks down again to the number 1. So it's important to understand the number 19 represents all numbers because the number 19 says that it's the single highest digit number, which is 9, and then the single lower digit number, which is 1. So the number 1 through 9 all just represents 1s. That's all it represents, right? It's just 1s. So 1 through 9 represents 1s, right? So when you in, in in so really only in existence it's just another way of describing another one. So two is another way of describing two ones. Three is another way of describing three ones. Four is a way of describing four ones. You get it? So everything comes from the source of one, expanding and continuously recreating itself. So when a person says 19, they're talking about the energy of all. They're talking about the one. Because that's what it represents, all. So when I kind of take the number 19 in the way I see things, in the way I understand things, when I say the 19 keys, I'm talking about the one being the truth, the one being universal or the universe. So for me, the number 19 represents universal truth, right? And being able to interpret and understand and see that universal truth in our reality consistently. Right. And the key represents that knowledge that can turn and enlighten the person once they get this universal truth. So it's very important, man. And I could go deep into breaking down my studies, but I won't do that because I'm dropping a book on it. And uh, y'all can get that later. You know what I'm talking about? All right. So uh, let's see what we got here. All right. We almost finished here with this podcast. Let's see. I got a couple more questions I can get into, and we got about another 10 minutes. All right, let's see. Let me see if I can tackle this. Advice for a high school student trying to figure out purpose and what they want to do into life. You should, you ever, if you ever went to um, Costco. They allow you to sometimes you go on the right day. I think it's like Fridays or something. And they have samples out. And you get to just taste the samples and see what it tastes like. You don't have to buy anything. You just get to taste the samples. You know what I mean? See what it tastes like. That's what I think high school students should do. They should go in the world and they should just go sample and taste things. And whichever one they taste that they like, that's the one they should buy and take home. If it fits their palate. But you don't have to stress yourself out and you don't have to buy anything once you're in high school. You understand? Because purpose is a refulfilling energy of exerting work. So when you have a purpose, you understand me? And you know you found your purpose is when you're doing the work, but it constantly fulfills you over and over and over. I'm going to actually read this. It says, finding your purpose is like finding an infinite source of energy. It's what you propose to self as a mission you marry till death do you part. You propose or you your purpose provides fulfillment. It fills you up performing the duties of your purpose. 
It's something you would do for free and for the rest of your life. There's a secret of selfishness built into your purpose, much like giving money to a homeless person. And you feel good about yourself, even though you just gave away some hard earned money to a complete stranger. It made you feel good. In fact, you got more out the exchange than a homeless person because you brought back good karma. But it's doing good work, which is exerting energy. And as you exert energy, you are gaining energy at the same time, a recharging work, which is why the purposeful work is less draining. As a matter of fact, you sometimes can't even sleep because you're ready to get back at it the next day. Not like working for someone else where you're giving all of your energy to them, their purpose, their dreams, and they pay you for your time and energy. Money isn't purpose. Money does never fulfill it, has never will. When I had money as a goal, I met that money goal, but I realized I was chasing something that was impossible to catch, which was happiness and fulfillment. You don't chase happiness and fulfillment, you realize it. You are supposed to be happy while you chase your goals and go along your journey. When I quit my job and started working for myself, I took a pay cut at first because um, at work, even though I worked more hours, uh, it made me feel much better. The frequency of your purpose is the strongest frequency you can live your life on. When your life vibrates at frequency of your purpose, you start manifesting a life of fulfillment. You find a universe and synchronicity in your powers of manifesting ever increasing. One way to keep yourself from becoming content on your journey or, or pur of purpose is to find a reason bigger than self to continue to strive for. Family is always a great source of drive. Find a selfless reason so that your success is not dependent just upon you. Because often we don't mind letting ourselves down. But when there's others to hold us accountable, we fight harder. All human beings have the ability to define, uh, to choose and define their purpose. The ability to make this decision sets you on a journey towards achieving one's purpose. But you must also have a definite answer and a plan to how you will achieve the success of your purpose. Planning is absolutely necessary for controlling one's desired outcome in life. Those who plan ahead are forging a road and a map to the destination they wish to arrive. Everything has an order. If you wish to not live by the order of failure, then you have to stop falling in line with the patterns of failure. The best way to do this is to design your plans for success of purpose. Anyone who grew up poor and wished to help achieve economic success must create for themselves determined path of action. If you grew up in the hood like I did, then you've seen the path that a lot of men took to rise out their economic conditions. The only path which our environment provided, like selling drugs or doing crimes. Early, you define your purpose, which is to make money because you're conditioned to think money is your ticket out of misery. And within that purpose, you find you find you a plan to achieve your purpose from those who deem as examples of achievement. We often update ourselves as we gain new levels of consciousness. There are low purpose, low levels of purpose that only fulfill our lower thoughts and capitalistic values. And then there's higher purpose that fulfill our spiritual selves. Well, we become spiritual billionaires and spiritual billionaires, one who gives to others and by doing so deposits within self. A spiritual billionaire deposits karma and spiritual knowledge in his or her bank account. A spiritual billionaire has wealth of wisdom and multiple streams of good, positive energy as income. Some people have material wealth and are spiritual bankrupt. Right? Some people have material wealth and are spiritually bankrupt. You find these people spending their money trying to fulfill their spirit, only to grow, only to go broke. And when they have nothing is when they gain everything. Wealth is a mindset. Set uh <clears throat> wealth is a mindset. 
The rich don't. Yeah, what's the mindset? So only when you were born with all the. So you were born once you realize you were born with all you need, then you don't simply you don't become. You simply be. Then you are enlightened enough to handle material wealth with spiritual balance. So for me, you know, uh, being purposeful is about finding your truth. You know, and finding your truth is being and having self knowledge and knowing yourself. So the journey of any student in life is the journey of knowing oneself because I always say that liability starts with the lies we tell ourselves. And those lies kill our willpower. The more we lie to ourselves, the more we kill our willpower and the further that we go away from purpose. Right? And the closer that we get to our purpose is just the alignment of our truth, the reason why we actually want to do things that is attached to real energy. Now, you know I only read stuff from my own writings, man. Why are you asking questions like that? You know it. You should have got the Paradigm Keys book, man, because that's in it. Go be in it and everything. So tap in, man. Link in the bio for the book for everybody want to get it, man. But yeah, man, finding your purpose is finding is self-knowledge, man. Self-awareness. Awareness is key. If you don't know yourself, then you won't be aligned with any purposeful work. You will continue to be lying to yourself for why you're doing it, which is not lying to the truth of your actions and is not bonded by the word. So, man, I appreciate y'all for tapping in. We just hit the one hour mark. Um, I just wanted to provide some value to y'all because it's fulfilling and it's purposeful for me. You know what I mean? And um, if you'd like to get the book, the book is link in the bio or www.crowns, that's C-R-O-W-N-Z, one nine com and uh this upload will be streamed on my podcast as a new episode so if you missed the beginning about marketing about the crowns and then it goes into the journey you can always go into my podcast you can find that link uh in my bio as well google podcast Bing podcast itunes spotify wherever it is appreciate y'all for tapping in man uh make sure you become a key unlock someone else so we have a world of keys instead of all these rusty lock minds let's switch the paradigm Top five books, Paradigm Keys, Paradigm Keys, Paradigm Keys, and Message the Black Man. Tap in. Man, that was another episode of the podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed many episodes to come. Uh, I know I haven't been doing much of late, but we tapped in. And I'm ready to go again, and I'm ready to um, get back refreshed. I just cleared out uh, some headspace and some projects that I've been working on. So I can't wait for y'all to um, get them off. Make sure next time you listen to your podcast, you got your crown on, you just read your paradigm keys, you sipped your gold water, and you tapped all the way in. Peace. <laughs> Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.